I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signing schedule, all that other good stuff. Um, always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Bobby Tota on the line. He is the VP of Sales and Marketing over at Cast Technology International. Uh, Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Adam. Great to be with you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at uh, Cast Technology International. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So I know you're uh, you've been in Silicon Valley for for quite a, quite some time. How did you get started in business? Well, actually, I started off in engineering, but it turns out that ever since I was a small kid, I was always fascinated with creating things and building things. I think. I, you know, we uh, lived on a strawberry farm, and I saw my poor cat working like crazy. And I always came up with great little ideas for perhaps making his life a little bit easier. Uh, growing up later, when I went to college, I thought I might be a doctor or a chemical engineer. And then I found this brand-new uh, discipline that they just created. It was, it was an interdisciplinary major called product design. Uh, not too many people knew what the heck it was, so... I started on it. It was perfect. It was what I really thought was was uh, a, a great opportunity to uh, uh, find out about people's problems and be able to help solve them. Wow. So, you know, I, you've seen a lot of different changes in, 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 in technology and in product design, you know, throughout the years. Um, you know, you've, you've lived, you've literally lived and helped, you know, create the, a, a good portion of that, of that industry in terms of, um, technology and the way things look. Um, so if you were to, if you were to go back and if you were to give that, you know, that Bobby that was just getting started as a, as a new, um, product design, um, let's say professional, some advice on his career. Cause I know there's some people listening that are maybe thinking about going that route. Um, what kind of advice would you give that Bobby that was just getting started out again? Well, I think uh, back then I I was very fortunate to know what it is that I wanted to try to accomplish, and I set down certain goals um, that I wanted to attain: short range, medium range, and, and and long term. So those are things that really motivated me. But it weren't it weren't wasn't necessarily goals that were. Um, totally selfish goals. I, I mm -hmm. like to believe that some of them had altru altruistic purposes. So that's also important. The other thing is um, you have to sort of be your own mentor, your own coach. And I used to write journals and notes all the time to make sure that I could go back and review and remember what my visions were and why I was doing it. And often, you know, we're lucky today that there's a lot of people that serve in that role. But you know, back in those days, I was kind of uh, a person that was, I, I, not to be uh, self-grandized, uh, but uh, I was a little unique. I was Japanese-American, post-World War II, in a major that was kind of unusual, and engineers were seen as really geeky. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, you had to be your own uh, coach and your own uh, um, personal motivator. 
I love that, by the way, how you say engineers are were geeky, and not, now they're the rock stars, the software engineers, right? <laughs> exactly. They were like, so it's many- like, who wants to play football? Yeah, right. I want to design yeah. the next. Uh, why yeah, would I yeah. do that? Well, we, we were, you know, nerds were not were not uh, a very favorable term back then. And it's sort of, you know, at Stanford, you know, they, they have T-shirts that uh, – display that they're proud to be nerds <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome um so let's see so i was looking at the show notes um i see that you were uh an early apple adopter can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah um you know actually my first job was really tough to find it the economy wasn't great so i took on a straight hardcore mechanical engineering job because i had to take some courses when i was an undergrad mm-hmm. and then after I did my stint there, I realized, you know, I, I did a really good job doing that hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. But I decided I really wanted to get into product design, which is what I really studied. And I found this opportunity at HP, and they were designing these really expensive calculators. And I was fortunate enough to get hired there. And while working there, um, designing new things, one of my lab mates was named Steve Wozniak. Mm. And at that time, HP sort of had an unofficial policy. Any engineer there could devote 10% of his time working on quote-unquote G jobs, government jobs, which mm-hmm. were projects of interest to themselves. Well, this was a pretty good program because a lot of these projects ended up becoming real products for HP. Wow. Uh, at that time, we had a mentality of uh, designing for the next bench. And that meant designing for your fellow engineers at HP. Wow. So if you designed something and they liked it, it had it was pretty good. So uh, because I was a product designer, they, they being uh, vendors, would always send me all kinds of free parts, keyboards, uh, modems, modulators, everything. And I put them to this big file cabinet. And not knowing when I would need it. And every once in a while, some of the other engineers would come over and designers would come and say, do you have this? Do you have that? And I noticed that one period, Waz was over a few times to rummage through the uh, through the parts. Well, fast forward, you know, after uh, our division moved up to Oregon, I'm from Oregon. I knew what the weather was like, so I wasn't going to move back up there. But uh, I went to work for HP Labs and talk about exciting place all kinds of innovation and and forward thinking there. So I really had a good time. And a couple of times, um, Waz's buddy, Steve Jobs, one time came to my house and called me a couple of times and asked if I would uh, join them. And uh, at that time, they were uh, offering no salary but stock. And not too many companies uh, were going IPO in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. I I can't remember any. (laughs) And so... um, I stayed with HP Labs, and finally uh, I, I got an offer of salary and stock and a free Apple II with floppy drive. So that <laughs> that convinced me. <laughs> That's awesome. Great story. Um, let's uh, let's uh, switch it up a bit. I want to get more into what you're doing uh, present day over at Cast Technology International. Um, so what kind of projects are you working on over there? Well, there's a technology. It's been around for a long time. It's called lenticular technology. What it is, is uh, it's an image that uh, you have overlays with a special lens that's curved. So as you rotate the image, the image will look like it's three-dimensional or will transition. 
And the big difference that we have is we're offering high-resolution products. And uh, we're, we're doing it in phone cases and bookmarks and coasters and some other future products. Now, I'm, I'm a person that's been in high tech for a long time. I mm -hmm. love leading or bleeding edge technology, and my resume background is full of <laughs> crazy ideas. Some made it, some didn't. But what intrigued me about this is not so much of what we're trying to do with the product, but we're trying to create a new form of distribution for this product. So before you can create the distribution channel, you need some products. So that's what we're doing with the first products. The other thing that kind of intrigued me is I was, you know, like that altruistic service quality to things. And I really admire some of the younger uh, kids today. That their companies, they made it a habit of saying, you know, everything that we sell, X percent will go to this cause that we support. And I, I really thought that's great. And uh, the idea we had was our products were customizing the images for certain nonprofit segments. And mm team working with those companies so that they have an additional source of revenues for their project. Now, that could be a problem that could be problematic for some nonprofits because um some donors might be saying, "Why are you giving me this product? I'd rather have you take the money and apply it 100% toward the cost." Um but we're not trying to give a product. What we're trying to do is we're trying to give the donors a marketing tool. So um, we call this an affinity marketing approach where you look at a coaster, you look at a phone case, and it might have a symbol that's very meaningful to the, uh, to the uh, nonprofit. And uh, then that person can go talk about the cause, why they support it, and perhaps recruit some more donors for that uh, nonprofit. No, that's great. And uh, so what do you see as kind of the um, the next evolution of your technology and your um, that, that you're working on over at CAS technology? Yeah, uh, you know, there's certain limitations to lenticular because it is mm -hmm. a mechanical process, but we are looking at other imaging things. Uh, one of the problems with lenticular is that it requires a large volume of production, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, we're you know, brainstorming some interesting applications where you can do a uh, uh, an app and take an image that uh, you want customized and uh, trying to uh, make a, a unique customizable product that's more meaningful to the individual instead of a mass production. You know, it's like we, what we had is we have a great picture of a golden retriever, one of the most popular mm -hmm. dogs, and mm -hmm. people look at the golden retriever and say, oh, that's really nice. Well, they don't want a picture of a golden retriever. They want a picture of their golden their retriever. golden retriever. You're right. <laughs> now, there's, there's only a few people that will buy a new wallet and keep the girl's picture. That's a new wallet. <laughs> I'm not getting on that one. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> no, that's totally true. I was just thinking about it. As you're saying it, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. This whole like one to one and this whole customization that we're all so spoiled with. So. Um, for product designers and people like yourself who are into uh, innovating creative product, creating products, it's just a headache. You're like, yep, I yep. get it. I get it completely. <laughs> the, other, the other thing our company sees, and, and I can't say too much about it because we're still developing our software for it. Of course. But, you know, if you, if you look at the channels, you know, the channels are, um, there's the retail channel and there's the Internet channel. 
and we think there's something in between that we're working on and try to develop. So uh, mm-hmm. we're working hard at hard at it, uh, raising funds for it, and coming with software to support our vision. So, uh, but like I said, that's we needed a product to launch that channel. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's why we're doing uh, the 3D awesome. photo cases and 3D motorbikes. That's fantastic. Um, so, Bobby, if somebody wants more information or to learn more about uh, Cast Technology International or to connect, what's the best way for them to get that info? Well, there's uh, two ways. One, they can go to our website, which is www.3dphotocase.com, which is our our uh, 3D image products. And then they can also contact me via email at Bobby or at btoda at 3dphotocase.com. That's B T O D A. Okay. All right. So, Bobby, hey, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and uh, and teaching us more about your background and also the great work that you're doing over at CAS Technology International. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Bobby, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Adam. It was a pleasure. 